This is Fam. And this is Jonesy. And we are the Twin Vipers. Podcast about martial arts and action movies. Jonesy, what's going on, man? Fam, I am feeling good. I have a a, a quick one week off of work. You know, one yeah. of those random peak weeks. Yep. And uh, I've been I've been chilling out. I've been uh, vibing, as the young kids would call it. Good man, you need your rest. Like, kind of been through a lot in the last year. Stuff, so like, yeah, oh, man, yeah, whatever. Soak it in. It's holiday season. Just like soak it in. So that's great. So ready. What about you? What have you been up to in this <sighs> sweet Florida air? Uh, it's cold outside. Well, it's cold for Florida. So, so like, is that like what seventy one? That's like f- sixty. 50. Si- oh, sixty. Oh man. Yeah, I'm gonna get I know. The violin it's, out of the case. <laughs> All right. Look, man, I'll take what I can get. Well, I guess for every uh, mild night, you have like a hurricane, like every five weeks, threatening to yeah, come Yeah, but in I mean, like, state. I was born and raised in Florida, man. If it's a category one, we just like chill. Like, yeah, that's fine. If, if gators aren't dropped off in the pool, is it really a hurricane? This in is Florida? also true. This is also true. But um, no, everything's been fine with me. Been catching uh, some movies lately. Decided to. For some reason, man, I decided to watch, um, well, that new indie trailer came out recently, so I decided okay. to go through and watch all the indie movies again. Now, mm. I've watched them before when I was a kid and kind of when they released, but I've never been on a big tip of basically logging all the things that I watch now, so I at least have a documentation of like, okay, cool, you watched it, and this was kind of the score. So, right. started off Raiders of the Lost Ark, great, love it, that's uh, damn near a perfect movie, five-star banger. Um, Without a doubt. Temple of Doom, I did enjoy, and I also enjoyed The Last Crusade, which was, I think, the first indie I saw when I was a kid in the theaters, so that's the one that kind of resonates at least the most to me. Um, Same. Sean Connery up there. My personal uh, favorite. Yep. And then it uh, takes a tumble with Crystal Skull. Nosedive, I, I would say. I feel like, honestly, it's, and then watching them back to back to back to back, uh, it kind of, I guess, resonated more of like. All those older ones were very like practical sets. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're in the cave, there's sand, dust, you know, dust and everything. You've got to, you know, dust off the relics, that kind of thing. And the new one, well, and, and, you know, you can't fault it because that's just, you know, everything that's going on now. It's less practical. It's a lot of yeah, CG. But, visually, so, but I feel like it just, yeah, it's just visually like missing. Which, VFX shots. Yeah. Absolutely. And you just don't feel the grandness of like, you know, the, the altar where people are getting sacrificed from. You know, in the in the Crystal Stone movie. Not to say it's not a it's not a bad movie. It's just not. I don't know. It's fine. It just felt like a. Definitely, they tried to pass the torch. Yeah. Uh, and then in the new one, they're gonna take the torch back. Yeah, they're gonna have to grab that torch. <laughs> I'm gonna back. need my torch back, sir. Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, I'm hoping Dial of Destiny replaces the shame of a uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But to your point, I love the fact that you could tell most of the indie movies are filmed on a soundstage. Yeah, it's like great. I love that. I do. I don't need to be immersed at all. Like I, it definitely has the what old Hollywood should make you feel instead of right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Just it feels grand. It feels like you are right. on set. Also, I'm used to the great movie ride because uh, I'm exactly you know, I right. The great movie ride. Right. Yeah. We're basically indie. Like <laughs> indie. No, someone gets sacrificed. Someone grabs the idol, and then Indy comes out. But it's like on a set. But I just, I just that, that's the things I remember. You know, being a kid, you know, around here. But um, my favorite Disney World attraction still the Indiana Jones stunt show. That I, show's I, great. I, yeah, I hear. I heard they keep trying to get rid of it, but no, it's still there. I, funny enough, uh, 
I one of my good friends was neighbors with Indy, and I was it was cool with him. His name was Zach. He's cool, but uh, yeah, he was just like they need like a gymnast kind of guy, and he was very much like acrobatic. So nice. Indy, so he would just literally like. I just got to run away from this damn boulder every day, nine to five, clock in, clock out. Yeah, what a life. It's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Can you um, imagine those? So it's like, so what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm Indiana Jones. Jones, nice to meet you. God, what a flex. <laughs> that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, he, it was, it was, it was, he was a cool kid. Um, but uh, but that's all. Have you watched anything lately, Jonesy? In your so time we, off of rest? we did our annual, I feel like everybody did, uh, everyone does this now. We did our, uh, or the Rings rewatch. Yeah. And the only time, what? well, this is set apart because the boys, my two sons, actually finished the trilogy this time. And we were doing good. They know when to close their eyes because uh, some, you know, some of the Orakai costumes can scare the little one. But you know what really freaked them both out was the mouth of Sauron. The, uh, the gatekeeper outside of oh, Mordor yeah, who doesn't yeah. ha- only has a mouth. And yep. like from nose up, it's like uh, like the black ichor and tar and whatever yeah, like you want to say. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. yeah, so that freaked them both out. So they were both uh, cuddling with mom and dad after that viewing. Now, did you do ba- did you do them all three in a row, or was this like so the day first we had to do a two day event? Okay. Uh, so we did the first two, you know, on a Saturday, and then the third one at our leisure on a Sunday after chores were done. So, but it was nice. They finally got to see the endings. And uh, they had a lot of questions. And, of course, I have to answer the questions to the lore, to the factoid. So I think my wife wanted to jump out the window about the third or fourth question. But we did our best to answer them. You get one more question, kids. Yeah. And then I'll ask questions like, do you know why Goadriel's eyes look like that? Because she's the last elf to see the light of the two trees. And then my wife, like, tries to, like bash her head through the window so she can you know throw herself out before i go to the next uh dirty moment but you know right are the hobbits and then the rings of power now going to be added onto this uh watch uh you know we gotta see the hobbit movies because my, sure. my sons have never seen them i don't you know i, I i'm sorry to the the world at large i couldn't get to that first episode of rings of power Wow. And many people have told me to go back and, you know, after the second episode, it gets really good. And I believe that just mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I just can't stay awake for like the first episode and a half just puts you right out. Is like this the time this the week off? Is this the time that you get into rings of power? Maybe it's like get myself a big jug of coffee and pound yeah. it so that I can't sleep. And I just have to get through it. Also, you have two years until that next one comes out. So you're, yeah, you I got, got plenty got to, of time, time to rewatch. No gun to my head, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think any like crazy ass spoilers are coming out of it. So I think you're fine. So cool, man. Lord of the Rings it up. I mean, yeah. I, I have I have friends that and and you you know that you were talking about it like that literally do rewatches of that every year. Yeah, it's like every year during Christmas time. That's when the family gets together. Yeah, For we me, do. I have, yeah. I have a rewatch of Star Wars Rebels the entire season. <sighs> Great and show. then I do, I freaking love Rebels. And then I'll do, I do Rogue One from time. I'm a Star Wars head, so I'll do Rogue One from time to time and I'll do the original trilogy. My favorite scene of Rebels, period, is when. Um, Wait, spoilers for Rebels if you spoilers, haven't watched Rebels. Spoilers for Rebels, the 10 year old cartoon if you haven't watched it. It's amazing. It, you need to the, see it. The Inquisitors are chasing um, Kanan and uh, younger Jedi, uh, Ezra. Ezra. And 
they like can't get the elevator open, but then somebody opens it from the inside and it's Ahsoka. Yes. And she starts handing the Inquisitors their ass for like the next 10 minutes. <sighs> love it. Gotta so good. love Ahsoka. Kills it. Ashley kills it. All right. But today. Yeah. I, you know, sure. There's not the content everybody tuned in for, but <laughs> we'll actually talk about. Look at, yeah. Movie. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll get there. Hey, look, man, we have our hands in many things. Sure. We, we do. Why? We have a, we, we watch a plethora of movies. You know, you never know what you're going to hear in the beginning of this podcast. But today we're going to talk about an action martial arts movie. It's pretty big. It's pretty famous. It's pretty, it's got a lot of buzz. People have been hearing that we were going to talk about this movie. I've been hearing the buzz. For many, many years. we're finally going to talk about it. Yep. So the movie we're going to talk about is The Raid. Jonesy, can you tell the audience about The Raid? The Raid, uh, released over here in stateside is The Raid Redemption, is a 2011 film by uh, who would be known as a master, Gareth Evans, uh, fight scene choreography, uh, follows the uh, character of Rama, uh, who is a specialized uh, police officer, and he just joins like a twenty-man crew, and you realize that he's fought his way into this unit. You don't know why yet. So Rama, in this you know this raiding group, pretty much, uh, they go to shake down this apartment complex where there's known to be this drug lord Tama. And Rama is specifically there to nail this guy. But you're not sure why. He's got some backstory. And he promises his father that he's going to bring somebody back at the beginning of the movie. Once the raid commences, there's about 20 minutes where you think things might be okay. And then the pin of the grenade gets pulled. And the rest of the movie is the craziest amalgamation of uh, the most brutal martial arts, most tactical weapon fighting, uh, like Home Alone style booby traps, uh, machete gangs, axe gangs, and a movie full of twists. It seems like each four becomes more menacing than the last until the climax ends with why everyone's really there. It's the raid, but no one can really be redeemed. Great summary. Yes. I, don't I thought I lost it towards the middle, but it's it's <laughs> such a simple plot trying to spice it up. I mean, it's a, basically a movie. Like if any, uh, yes, if anybody's seen Dread, it's very Dread-like, but I think this yeah. came before Dread. So. Which I thought for the longest time. Dread had like the people who made Dread Either went and saw Dread. this movie. Carl Urban Dread. God. They went and saw this movie. They came out that they threw out their script. They said, "All right, we're making this movie. We're right. just putting Judge Dread in it." Right. Yeah. This movie, I remember seeing a trailer for, and just like the constant action in it was, you felt it. Like you just felt the pressure. It was like just such a crazy movie. Yeah. So we'll go over some of the, kind of the main points of this movie. The first, you were saying the first 20 minutes. Basically, they're going to try to do a raid inside this building. The guy that they need is at the top. Think of it like a video game. Work your way at the tower. Let's yep. go, baby. Where you have all these delicately laid plans. We're going to do this. We're going to do full two, two units. We're going to flank each other. All this careful planning. Right. Team seems confident because you feel like that these, the team has done this sort of thing before. This is, you know, just by the book. You know, we've got an SOP on this to like 
you know, do, do what we need to do, get in, get the guy, get out, been there, done that. We'll be home before dinner. Let's go, baby. Um, initially get in, they see basically some guards. Now this is actually, it's not like a building, like a crime headquarters. It's an actual apartment complex where tenants live, right. but it happens oh, to that, be. You're kind of led to believe that it's, I don't know if it, this is like the nerve center of this one guy's uh, empire. Sure. Or, you know, you're not sure if it's it's legit or if this is the main brainchild of like the entire mafia. But you also, I mean, it, 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 I feel like it's definitely the brainchild in the sense of he's using the tenants as human shields. Yeah. 100%. So, so you definitely feel the humanity of the building after you get past the initial sweep. Right. The initial sweep first, like, let's say three or four floors. They're just going in. They see people that are living there. They tell them to go back to the rooms, that kind of thing. Um, then you also have a team outside. When it gets to the point where they reach probably like the fifth or something level. I think it's like the, the fifth floor. Right. So they, yeah. they have the the big boss has um, watchers, basically children that are basically lookouts. Child soldiers, see. you know, Child soldiers, every 100%. good maniac does. Yep. Uh, basically look out to see if there's anything suspicious or if, you know, the authorities are coming up, which they catch him. They try to silence that child, which they do, but then the other, you know, look out, see what happened and, and, and kind of literally all hell breaks loose. And this is the first time you also, they lay out what's going to be the, uh, the many twists and turns of the plot. Cause right. the Lieutenant is at the, uh, the Vanguard of this, uh, this unit. Mm-hmm. The child soldier runs through a door, and instead of clearing the hallway, he shoots the child through the door. Shoots a child. Yep. Through the door, rather than the alarm go off, which yep. doesn't matter because he gets word to the next guy anyway. Yep. Uh, so once the alarms are sound, the boss has a plan for every, every anything that happens. He basically does a building wide recording of, "Hey, these guys are trying to interfere," to the to the point of, "Hey, I'll." cut your rent or I'll give you a bounty if you take all these guys yeah. out. Either take a fee you can live here forever for free. Basically. Yeah, oh, most man, of these that, guys have to be addicts. That like, gotta be against on it. that intercom, how he yeah. says it, is Chilling. just creepy as hell and it's, it's awesome. So it's, then there the are... The first on, 30% of the movie reads like a horror film, almost. I mean, you know, it's got your look of like barely dim lit, you know, stairway, right. stairwells and, and, and corridors and stuff like that. Like you got it out of that building smells like pee. Like it's got a reek like Oh, it's a hundred percent pee. Oh, yeah. It's a hundred percent stale pee. Oh yeah. Get um, in there. Get in there, yeah. sense wise. <laughs> <laughs> Smell a vision. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Um, but once that alarm sounds, the 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 boss activates his basically plan. And one of his plan was, and like we stated before, you know, this team sounds like they've kind of done it before. So they've got a group of people outside, you know, if they need to get yeah. away immediately, they can. The uh, the adjacent building actually has people and snipers that kind of take them out and people that run in front of that truck and basically shoot. Their escape plan is gone. So we're saying what, about like 20 people that enter in this building? Yeah, so I think it's a 20-man team. I think it's specifically stated that it's a, it's a fresh 20-man team and Rama is like a last-minute recruit that the lieutenant questions. Right. He's like, who's that new guy? Like, you got to you gotta clear this stuff with me. Right. He's got to be like vetted Because he's stuff. like, oh, shit. Like, I wouldn't did plan for this guy. It's already an illegal op, you know? Right. Spoilers. I will say when, I mean, I will say when when the, the guards were, or when the 
the escape plan, the guys in the truck were taken out. That's a big scene for me. The reason is, is that I always kind of equate that to, if you remember the second aliens movie where, um, Bill Paxton's calling in yep. the rescue chopper. And then the alien is literally right behind him and just takes down that thing. Ah, that's which is an all time scene for me. Um, that's what I kind of feel out of like, you know, you have no plan now you are in this. Well, it's we're trying to get out the, at first. I mean, the efficiency of which the, the raid team makes way, it makes its way through the building. You're convinced that these are some serious operators. Absolutely. But like in the first 10 seconds, the snipers are able to take out like a dummy who's just like staring at the window. Yep. He gets popped. Like it's obvious immediately that you lose faith in every single person on the raid team, with the exception yeah, because... of like Jaka, the main guy, and Rama. Obviously, we've seen him train in the beginning, so you know he can hold his own. But it's, it's I feel all like, a dime. I feel like because maybe they did, and this is me like guessing. Maybe they didn't have enough intel. Maybe they were like going in there kind of blind and not knowing like the complexity of of what you know the boss kind of set up for them. Right. This then becomes gunfire craziness. This is literally, they are shooting from the balcony down. Yeah. The cops are trying to shoot up. They're trying to get into rooms. Uh, once they get into rooms, yes, you can correct. They go by the window, get taken out by the window, which is a bummer. There's one scene where um, they're trying to escape, so they're on the upper floor, and they can't get to the stairs, so they're trying to axe their way down. Oh, so amazing they get down, sequence. They get down one floor, and then they try to do it again, and the the guys shoot up and take out the guy that's yeah. with the axe, so which is insane. Their pincer basically between the fifth and the sixth floor. Yes. And that's one Jaka who is, um, you don't like him at this point. He's like the no. asshole kind of lead. He gets a Rama's face as they're talking to civilians. And he's like, Lieutenant call for backup. We're going to get roasted in here. Right. And that's what the Lieutenant's like, uh, look, I can't. This is all. This is this is all ah, not on the books. I wish I could, but yeah, so totally. and the, you see the look on Jaka's face. He's pretty like, oh, we're dead. We're not yeah. going to make it out of here. Oh, this guy's so, an ass. Yeah. So he says die. to the team, he's like, the only thing we can do right now is survive. Sure, that's a new plan. We just have to survive this encounter. Right, and it, they're literally coming out of the work. So agents are dropping like flies. They're they're trying to get their way out. They there's only a few of them left where they're they're trying to get through. They get separated to the point um, where Rama is dragging around one of the injured um, policemen. Yeah. Um, and then Jaka is is with the lieutenant. The lieutenant. And then Boa, is that the or Boa, the other guy? I think of the other guy. Yes. Yeah. The, yes. The other. Yes. Oh, poor Boa. Yes. The other poor guy. Poor Boa. Nobody makes it out. Just a no, little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, yeah. It's a low percentage. So this turns from initially like a heavy action movie we're talking guns we're talking everything yeah to then close quarters combat so the the one earlier the one early fight that kind of sticks out with me is rama is dragging around or no he is trying to run and find an escape plan right and he runs into machete guys so yeah. this is the this is the first big this is the first big uh, martial actually, arts heavy actually, sequence. Actually, I think is he dragging? He's dragging the injured guy. Right yeah. At this moment. So right. the okay. the the guy gets a um, a ricochet that goes through his foot and yep. through his abdomen and into his helmet. It somehow only takes his right ear off, yep. but he's like totally in shock and bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And so Rama's got to basically they're splitting up, and he's got to take him to somewhere where he can get him out of harm's way. 
right. through a gang of machete-wielding maniacs. Right. Rama's trying to run with him, and then he, he basically runs through a hallway, and then he tries to get another exit door at the end of the hallway open, and it won't open. And he's like, fuck, I got to fight these guys. Yep. He's like, now it's between me and them. The fighting in this, I think, is really, really cool, especially with the weapons used. So yeah, with with a machete, you're it's a, yes, it's a stabbing weapon, but it's also a lot of like large sweeps. And in a hallway, you don't have the room to do a large sweep. I mean, what you've got like three people side by side max is like the normal width of a hallway. So they kind of had to take them one one on one at times. And when Rama was basically attacking them and going head on, he's like, "Nope, got to fight." His goal initially in the first couple of minutes of the fight was I need to disarm every freaking person with yep. a machete. Because if I don't, someone's going to stick me. And just the tight quarters combat, the knees, the elbows, he gets in there. But he's quick disarm, take him down, move him out of the way. I got to disarm someone else, take him down, move him out of the way. Like that is that whole initial first fight. I, and I was texting you as I was rewatching it, which we often do. We never save it for the show here, Twin Vipers. We often text each other while we're rewatching. I have a uh, way better appreciation for this fight because this is my third viewing in the movie because I, I just didn't put together how skillful, how skilled I should say you need to be to use that billy club, you know, essentially a Tomfa. Yes. In that close quarters. And mm-hmm. he's like doing a, a lot of boxers cover ups and a lot of over like the back sweeps where he's like throwing an elbow mm-hmm. that are just such hard techniques, even to do is in a stunt scenario. Right. Even he was using chore- that billy cup for blocking. Even, yeah. He was using that billy cup to like block a lot of the blades too, to like get it kind of like slow them down and then try to disarm them. Which I think is great. And which is, I love uh, when everybody gets this detail, right? No one survives a knife fight without getting cut. Either the antagonist or protagonist, which so he got cut. Both he sides got hit. are getting yeah, sliced totally. up, which is how a knife fight should be, should be. Yep. A lot of very, <laughs> but like Steven Seagal is never going to have a knife wound on his blazer. No, he's going like to do that one arm. Like he's going to do that arm, yeah. one hand flick wrist, and then you're going to flip over for no so, reason and not know why. I give uh, I give this movie props for the giving actual damage to two people. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's not to say like this is the realest of the real, but like yeah, yeah. No one goes unscathed, man. It's not like you're freaking. Goku Invincible over here. Like now, if this it. were real, Rama would be so physically exhausted after his first fight, and so would everybody else, that it would Absolutely. just be over. So this fight has two of the gorier things in this movie. I say that because it makes me cringe because I hate gore, but I watch these movies because I love them. There is one scene where I basically Rama knees someone through a freaking door, shatters the door, but just le- the, the bottom of the edging of the door is still left. So just the... Just the, the rubble shrapnel on the bottom. Uh, he then, a guy, another guy fights him through it. He then punches him in the head, and he jumps backwards, pulls him, and literally, like, guillotines him yeah. through the mouth. It's so I, good. I, I've i never seen somebody use or generate momentum for a choke. Right. It was, no, I, I, I'm going to bring back this word. It was gnarly. Oh, watch. it was very gnarly. Oh, oh yeah. God. Agreed. It's so gnarly that he even pauses. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. He, like, in his no. head, he's like, did I just kill that stunt man? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. No, but it was such a wicked move. And he was just like, he wanted to make sure he was dead, which, yeah. Yeah. Very dead. I mean, it was, it was, no, I mean, I'm not getting back up from that move. Just no, to let you know. Man, 
I'm tapping. <laughs> I'm just gonna play dead in the corner. I'm just gonna close my eyes. Like, and so how many how many people story wise do you think play dead after Rama like oh, hit the head with the Tompa stick? You me in the shin, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, he's done. I'm freaking that one, the first <laughs> opponent from freaking Mike Tyson, like the glass Joe, just like spit it back and forth. The God, hit the so hard you're out of your slippers. That's it. That's it, man. I'll just I'll take myself out. So there's that one, and there's also well the net the scene right after this I feel is great for sure. But there's another thing in this one where he oh, actually talking, okay. takes he takes someone head and he hits him so hard against the wall that it breaks the tile. Oh, and he does it three times to the yes, way down. down. That was like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was and so cool. Also, and also, injured dude got to stab a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like six times. Yeah. yeah. He was literally, so injured guy is like crawling on and he's like, I can help. <laughs> I can help you. Um, and then one of the guys that Raman knocked out, he was like trying to inch back and the guy just like, he gets on top of him and then he like flips him over to like, you know, con- body control and then he just like stabs the shit out of him. Like eight times in the heart. You're like, yep. the scene I never dead. thought I needed two near death people also fighting also but also yeah but also like if that guy would have gotten up who knows what happened to Rama? true you know what absolutely I mean? true so like he, he does his part pragmatically also did saving the right his thing. life and he's gonna save rama's life but yeah that this 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 fight was definitely great so what's so let's go to the scene after this one so this this next scene is like the ray covers all these great genres or at least homages them because the next scene is like a pop boiler 15 minute segment where the uh, one of the tenants that you meet earlier were now in his room and he's like the one tenant with a conscience that it that is just in this building as a resident because life is i guess you know he's at a series of bad he's getting by his wife i think is sick he's very ill needs medication every day so he agrees to hide rama and the other uh member of the raid and conveniently they have a false room behind like a uh a mantle where they have a bunch of family photos uh, hung up. So the leader of the machete gang, he comes in, he's asking, you know, he's roughing them up. I do have these people hidden and he knocks on the wall. Why? I don't know, but discovers it's hollow and starts macheteing holes in the wall. And of course it's the classic machetes getting closer mm-hmm. to where Rama is. Yeah, he gets distracted. He puts in one more thrust. It cuts his cheek. And now he's arguing with the tenants. And then he does this really slick move where he puts his leather gloves next to his cheek. So as this, the machete was comes out. Was it leather gloves or was it bare hand? It was leather I thought gloves? Because th- he had those like uh, those fingerless lifting gloves on this whole time. Tactical gloves, I guess. Right. And as he slides it out, the glove takes all the blood off. So the right because if that guy would have seen blood, so on his slick, sword, he would have known machete. there was somebody behind know. it. Yep, it's so so that's, slick. That is such a tension moment because oh, yeah. it's literally Rama getting cut across the face. I'd scream just yeah, me. and he just sits there and he just takes it and he's holding he that guy's it. mouth the whole time. Yep, because yep. the other guy wants to scream in pain, but Rama's like trying to quiet him yeah, down. The other guy's like hella shoved into a wall. Yeah. Like, not mobile. Yeah, that's Bleeding cool. yeah. from five different places. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So cool. That was what awesome. a great What a great sequence. What a great tension scene in this whole thing of, like, and you don't want, you know, the accountant doesn't want to get caught because then him and his wife are going to get killed. And then. Yep. So we'll go to the next fight after this because this movie just kind of goes. It's basically, once we get, once kind of the squad kind of gets decimated, it's it's now, like, just fight after fight after fight until 
Yeah. You know, kind of the movie ends. So the next one after this, I think, is Jaka and Mad Dog, correct? Which, Mad Dog can fight. So, yeah. So basically, Jaka splits away from the lieutenant. He runs uh, we, the- we should preface that there, that Tama, the main bad guy, has like these two lieutenants. One is Mad Dog and the other is Andy. Mad Dog's like this wild, in the eye, crazy fighter. And Andy is like a, wears a collared shirt, kind of seems more with it, more of the brains of the operation. But who who's Andy, Jonesy? Well, you find out that Andy was the one that Rama was sent to bring back. It's Rama's brother. Dun, dun, dun. dun, yeah. dun, dun the big twist. The, twi- the twist. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Mad Dog definitely wants to kill, you know, Rama and Andy. Yeah. Andy wants Rama- to get his brother out, but retain his criminal status. Right. Andy's Andy's put a lot of time into the criminal world and he wants he's, you know, looking for returns. So we run into a fight where it's basically Mad Dog and Jaka. They're in a they're basically in a small room. Mad Dog is a lunatic. That's oh my god. He fights like a rabbit animal. He fights like a beast. So there's a point where Jaka actually starts off the fight um and he has all his like tactical gear on. He's like, "No, I'm going to take it off." And I'm like, "Please don't." Yeah. Please leave all that. Don't on. you hate it with like this a hero? Like, yeah, they they could have had an easy play. I want play. this fair. Yeah. No, I'm going to take fair. off my protective vice and fight somebody. I have no idea if they're good or not. No idea. This mf is wild. Yeah. So, Mad Dog has a lot of like quick sparring moves, and he just like kind of like runs around. You know what it reminded me of a lot, like uh, Jet Li's choreography from Unleashed. Okay. Remember when he was the cage fighter and yes. like it, it was just intense, a lot of strikes to the throat, the groin, like mm-hmm. a lot of vicious techniques. Right. Reminded me a lot of that. This was kind of a back and forth fight. Jaka did kind of get some in. You know, it wasn't very much one sided Mad Dog just murdering Jaka, but but Mad Dog was just putting it on him, man. He was like yeah. jumping up on top of him, knees, elbows. Jaka was trying to take trying to, you know, recover and kind of go back but like he really couldn't and then it's it almost like, like watching darth maul kill qui-gon like yes. you don't you don't you know what? want man <laughs> you don't want yeah. qui-gon to die even no. though you know it's coming yeah because there is so basically how this is culminates and jock is kind of getting beat up mad dog he does a what i constitute basically is a jumping spinning neck breaker yeah he jumps never seen spins, anything like it spins in him, human and history then slams his head against the table Knocks him out. Knocks him out to like just not being responsive. Then gets. Then he goes into this like catatonic. You you f- you feel like fighting for Mad Dog is like a spiritual existential like thing. Yeah. He's sort of like soaking the vibes of like like it gives him pleasure. Like literally like Highlander, I'm stealing your soul type shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. So gets gets Rama or gets no, gets Jaka in a, in a in a headlock. Jaka's trying to like grab his elbow to get in, just like literally snaps his neck and is done. Jaka's dead. I love I love that fight. It, I love that as fight. As much man, as I, I love Jaka, I like that fight is amazing to watch. Mind you, now Mad Dog is now dragging Jaka's body as a trophy. He's like, "Nope, I'm taking this yeah. to the boss." And he's like, "The boss is like, that's not who we wanted." He's like, "Don't care. At least I come back with somebody." Yeah, Whereas he's like Andy, a dog, like dragging his uh, kill up to the master. Oh yeah, you're bringing the you know you're bringing the big stick back for fetch man. Oh, totally. Um, Andy, who um, was sent down with two other guys to to get Rama. Kills the other two guys in the elevator. Yep. Just to try to convince Rama to get out. Yep. Absolutely. Now, so I have to ask, 
Sure. You're a logical man person as well Absolutely. as I am. Mm-hmm. If I'm the number two in command, I mm-hmm. probably know that every hallway is wired for video. Why would I think, as Andy, I could get away with anything without being seen? He did in the elevator, didn't he? Well, no, the elevator wasn't wired, but uh, Tama is able to see him drag. Oh, you mean for the later thing? Yes. Yeah, like the betrayal scenario. That, out of everything, that took me out of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, the guy probably hung that camera. (laughs) You You know what I mean? You probably spent a Saturday at Home Depot getting all that God. wire, you know, having to come in, drilling a bunch so of holes. He, you're, you're saying he did it to himself. Yeah. He set 100%. himself up. I agree. No, that's fine. He should know better. He was in the moment. He didn't, you know, he couldn't, you know. That's true. Adrenaline was high. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know where the hard cam was. He didn't know where, where he was facing. My disbelief is now resuspended. All right, we're the, good. Pretty, pretty sure we're good. The realism <laughs> of the raid. So at that moment, Rama sees that, you know, Mad Dog is dragging Jaka back up on the elevator. Yep. Um, and then we get to the point where he leaves. He leaves the wounded guy with the accountant, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. So now Rama's free running around. He runs the lieutenant and the other, the only other surviving squad member. Um, there's a fight. I mean, we're just literally working your way up the levels of this building. There's one level where, one floor where it's like just cocaine. It's just cocaine. Or drugs. <laughs> it's all they powder. need. Powder. It's all they need. Yeah. So they run into these, this, this cocaine floor, and all the workers who are dispensing this cocaine also know how to fight. Yeah, but they're also Muay Thai masters. They're 100%. not just brawlers, they are maybe the top 10. They're probably ranked. I mean, if I'm hiring cocaine workers if muay thai is on their resume i'm gonna you know prefer them more <laughs> uh see that puts you ahead of the, ahead of the class that's it man you, you know yeah you gotta have skills get have workable skills um so yes yeah, so there's a big fight in that area where the lieutenant rama and the other um squad member were yeah God, that, i'm not gonna remember that guy's name who cares not <laughs> yeah, uh not the other one no not the not staff not, not no not no yeah the other one you'll see why we say the other one in a minute um, but they're holding their own and it's a lot of like fight on tables. It's a lot of like, this is yeah, a more even of an the open lieutenant space gets a lick in. Even yeah. The lieutenant, the lieutenant gets a lick in. Yeah. He spins a guy around and punches him or something, something goofy. Um, but they make their way. Their goal is like, screw it. We're getting, we, all these people have died. We're getting the guy we came here to get. Yeah. They're heading up to the top. The boss finds out that Andy was, is helping his brother. He then six mad dog on Andy. And they're like in a cooler on like the 12th floor fighting, which I don't know why there's a cooler. Again, the, the architecture Such a strangely is zoned horrible. building. Who's, who's yeah. butchering at the 12th floor anyway? Who so, is yeah. getting the permits together for the installation of residential say, and man, businesses this, in the I'm, same building? Like criminal crime alert. They ain't got no damn permits. Come on. It's <laughs> all under, this is all under the table shit. So yeah, so Andy's getting beat up in a cooler somewhere. The lieutenant goes and finds the boss and then kills the other squad member guy. Yep. Because he's crooked. There there so, was almost no need to kill him at that no, point. No, there was... He probably shouldn't have been around. Yeah, but... But that's fine. No, I mean, no. You know what? He should, he should have been around because then it shows, like, the lieutenant's evil. Yeah, but we already kind of knew he was a buffoonishly evil to begin with. I guess now we know he's sinister. sinister yeah, sinisterly. yeah. Sinisterly. So, Let's strike that one. for. He's bad. 
It's a bad He's a man. Bad guy. It's a very bad. It's a very bad man. <laughs> we then get to the final fight of this movie, which is Rama sees the cooler with Mad Dogs beating up Andy, and it's a two on one, baby. Andy and Rama versus Mad Dog. I gotta say, upon this viewing, this might be the most realistic multi-person fight I've ever seen on yes. film. If you thought the Period. two people were going to have the advantage against the one person, absolutely be, not. You would be wrong. Yeah, I. It's almost like a kitten toying with like with their dinner. So this kind of breaks the trope of you know how I always say in like martial arts movies where like it's always kind of one on one even though it's yeah. people you punch him it's my term no Andy and Rama are freaking going at the same time trying to kick this dude's yep. ass and they're losing not happening and they're losing badly and badly. it looks great and like you it looks to me like Mad Dog's been fighting two or three people at a time for like ten years like, right but this it, is but not a problem for him. <laughs> But also some of the double team moves, there's like one where like Rama goes high and then Andy goes low and just like sweeps him and like turns him around. But it's and it's not like, again, two on one. You think, oh, they're just going to overpower him and then hold him down. Ain't no holding this dude down. This dude is going to get up and literally he is he's kicking so hard that it is staggering the other person to then make it a one on one. Yeah. Even if they're trying to do two on two, just the. And mind you, this is a gigantic freaking cooler, so there's a lot of room to move. There's a lot of like wall running, and there's a lot of just knees, elbows. Yeah, a lot of Superman punch attempts. A lot of Superman punch attempts. Just the viciousness of Mad Dog. And, and also, it's like, you're saying like he's like a wild beast, and he's feral. And, and yeah. at times, like you can't, there's not like an orthodox way of like, there's not an orthodox like fighting style, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know the whole movie survive. is kind of based on Salat. Sure. But... There's everything. The kitchen sink is in here. Like Literally. Every move you can conceive of happens in the raid. Right. It is just it is just hectic. This fight is like. You're right, Matt. You could have thrown a third. You could have thrown Boa or whatever the third squad member. That dude would have been Bozo, dead. Boko, Boa, yeah, Bo, whatever yeah, the fuck, yeah. whatever That dude would have been dead immediately. Like three on one, Mad Dog, not a freaking problem. No. And that it, it made you believe it. And you're absolutely right. How many times do we get on this, sh- even on this show and the 10 episodes or whatever we're in, we're like, yeah, multi-opponent fights don't work. This is ridiculous. No. Here is it, the yeah. only time it's ever worked. Right. It's just the numbers game. I mean, Mad Dog is like a loon- he's literally, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a doing lunatic. a lot. Of, he's doing a lot of head kicks, a lot of head yeah. kicks that stagger, a lot of like stuff to the throat, a lot of like lower leg, a lot of like tripping. Yeah. He's trying to down an opponent and even like as soon as he can. So he's going for, you know, his hardest weapon against the softest target. Right. And the thing is, it's like with this double team, they're not double teams to like gain an advantage. It, honestly, Mad Dog's so efficient that he's getting him down and he's going to kill one of the other ones and the other, the free person saves them. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. It is like saves the day at the moment of nick of time, whereas, you know, they're not like pressuring him, double team. He is taking one down, almost ready to kill one. But then gets oh, saved yeah. by like, I mean, a random kick to the face, like, to the throat. Yeah. It's survival. And they're it's basically trying to survive right. against the mad force that is Mad Dog. Right. Oh. So it gets to the point where Mad Dog gets, um, I think, Rama in the headlock. He has like that existential sensation of like, I oh, I feel the kill coming. Yep. The erotic thrill. Oh, building he's, up. oh yeah. Killer city. And then someone breaks a glass tube. And shoves it in his neck juggler side. Just in. Yep. You think that would stop him. 
Nope. I didn't. <laughs> he's got like got... Freddy, or what is he? He's got like Jason energy. Right. The yeah. man got crazier and more crazy, more like wanting to kill. So he was still going at it. And now some of the moves that Rama and Andy were doing were like kick, distract, and then grab the tube and push it in a little deeper. Like yeah. that's, the, that's their move. It's just a little bit more in the jugular. It definitely goes Mortal Kombat fantasy level after they get the, the I mean, it's in. just a gore level. I mean, we're yeah. not like, you know, ripping off heads into spines. But no, like, but yeah, it's, it's just... Yeah, it's definitely taking it up. Like, it's so believable and gross. And then after that moment, it's like, okay, this is more of a Marvel or more of a a martial arts display. Oh, for watching. sure. Because, yeah. like, you know, that adrenaline's pumping. That adrenaline's definitely pumping in uh, Mad Dog. So it's like his blood is 100%. Going. <laughs> that man is just, that man you could bottle it and use oh, it to save God. other people. It's, that's the new Red Bull. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so basically the fight stops where they are literally sh- di- stabbing. Not stabbing. It is already in his juggler. They're just pushing it deeper until Mad Dog dies. They're shoveling it, basically. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. just like, yeah. They're just like, they're nailing it in. Like, it's it's rough. And mind you, <laughs> Rama and Andy are not in great states at this moment. They're also like licking their wounds and damn near dead because they, they just got get their ass that. kicked. That classic hero third wind where somehow they're like, oh, well, we're back for a minute. Well, it's one of those where they see an opening. Like, it's it's hard, you know, when you're fighting someone and every single thing you throw at them, like, defense-wise, bounces off them. And you're just like, what the hell is the secret sauce? You know what I mean? Like, where's the one-inch area where, like, I can punch this dude and he's going to feel pain? That's their area is tube and neck jugular is like, I mean, okay. The, how, slowly it's stopping. like a dragon scale that got moved. 100%. Oh, we go back to Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, it's what, 100%. See, I, t- like, I took us right boom, back. Full circle. Yes, it's like that one part of the scale that's like open. That's it. Which happens to be his neck. Gross. So, sure. Oh, it's, it's wicked. But safe to say your favorite fight of the movie? Oh, it's 100% the favorite fight. Yeah, me too. 100%. But just because, like, like we were saying, the realism of it, realism of it, of, Two dudes legit trying to take one guy down and not like, I'm going to wait my turn. No, dude's got to go. And this choreography is so sloppy, but I mean that in the nicest way that it almost seemed improvised. Like so it, you, but, that, but that's great in the storytelling sense yeah. of Rama had to walk all the way up these stairs. Yep. Mad Dog had that fight with Jaka. Andy getting punched. Nobody's at their, nobody's at their nobody's 100%. At 100%. No one's at 100%. This is like everybody is at like 60 and then we try to make it. Love it. That's great. So yes, fight of the my fight of the 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 movie for sure. Yeah. And I feel is this the one time we've agreed? I feel like On our fight. our favorite fights are usually not the same. Usually not. And we might have agreed yeah. on crouching. Maybe. Maybe, but no, but. this one but yeah. I mean, this one being like, this is the end fight. This because there is no fight really with Tama at the end. With the, no, you know, the, basically uh, the movie. The movie wraps up after this fight. Because listen, if you killed Mad Dog, fight. I'd be like, yeah, never, never mind. It's <laughs> like that's it, man. I you got, got no it. Left. But yeah, this was definitely my fight. Actually, I mean, I did enjoy the Jaka Mad Dog fight a lot, even though yeah, so did I. And I had a lot side. more appreciation, like I said, this time for Rama's uh, weapons fight in the hallway. Yes. I did that. Uh, that Tomfa work was really exceptional. I mean, I'll legitimately say there is no bad fight in this entire movie. Now, I, and there's so few martial arts movies where you can be like, they're all good, but there's always one that's like, ah, oh, that was weak compared to the rest. But these right. are so strong. 
there's never there's definitely not like a filler fight for no, sure of like not at oh all. we just have to throw punches because they hey, it's a martial arts movie. It no. is a gift. That's, no, no. that's what I'd say about oh, this movie. Yeah, this movie is 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 amazing. Um, so uh, yeah, basically ends where they do basically get Tama out of there. One of the things I do like at the end of this movie, it's not really like fight oriented, but when they come in, they come in basically in an armored vehicle and they they have to go through a gate to get to the building. When they're walking out, they're walking towards the gate, and if you look at the gate. There's a road and it's right. basically just like cars driving. This is everyday life. No, you know, people are driving to work. People are going to school. Like their personal hell happened in this building that is seen by everyone and no one knows what's going on inside it. But when they yeah. literally reach that sidewalk, it is like, oh, it's just a Tuesday. Like, yeah, wild. Just which the is great. Thing. But that is so cool. It's very cool. that Because it, it, it always it feels like a real episode in a bottle movie. Absolutely. Type of thing where like everything happens in real time and no one gives a crap about the action of the movie. Right. I mean, you know, this could be a movie where like the building is in like some slum bummy area and everything like dilapidated around it. Like, no, yep. this is like there's light. There are people walking around the streets. Yep. Like Somebody right like outside of went this to Chick-fil-A. Like, like, 100%. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Someone went to forget. Yeah. Some All right. Taco Bell. And like. Give me that star rating. Because I'm, I'm curious to see. This is my third viewing. I believe in the can, I'm going to give this five stars. I'm probably giving this five stars too. I really, I, I, the more I've watched it, the more I love this movie. Even yeah. though it grosses me the heck out because I don't like gore. But yeah, I, I, I give this five stars. I, I'm, being, I'm being a more generous fan in 2023. Right. I'm not being as critical. Not to say I'm still going to give out a ton of five stars. I'm probably not. But like, if I really enjoy it and they're... Like, my thing is, like, if I find one fault, I'm, like, cool four. But, like, I might let some pass. But, no, this is all around a great movie. God, it's like, for five it stars. Be, it's awesome. Yes. 100%. I'm right there with you. Yep. And I would I would spit it this way for me. Like, my five-star movies sometimes are, like, the nostalgic movie for me is always five stars. And I, sure. tend, to, I tend to be very critical of anything coming out now. Even though the martial arts are considerably better. Yeah, the stunts are considerably better. Yeah, the art has evolved and the movies look so great. Sometimes I'll say like, yeah, but it's not like whatever movie from when I was growing up. Totally nostalgia blind. For a movie like The Raid to come in, be new, not focused on a martial art I know much about, Mm -hmm. and still capture me choreography and Mm story-wise. And it's a subtitled movie where I wanted to read it versus hear the uh, the English track. That's a five star movie for me. Yep. That is a as a well crafted movie, and I appreciate that about the raid very much. This definitely delivers what it was trying to basically put out there for the people. And and and, yeah. and like I said, there is there is I mean, also I'm giving it five stars for the fact of and then we discussed it. No no filler fights. There are no Not BS just ra- I mean, maybe the cocaine one, but like barely, but that still was pretty solid. That still was and a good even fight. even that was to just break you out of the monogamy of like the close quarters. To like right. have people have a little more room to to f around essentially. Right, exactly. It um, yeah, yeah. It's a, this is a great movie. So five stars. So yeah, we are agreed. Five star movie. Next episode. I'm next episode. At the bit. We vote. We did. We announced it before, but Jonesy, can you tell the audience what the next the episode raid is going to be? And all we're doing I've done, it. All I've done so back. far is read the description. Rama is masquerading as a prisoner. And he's going to break out a crime lord. I am in. I'm strapped in. 
Yeah, the, the reason why we wanted to do Raid semi-early is because I knew Jonesy does not seen Raid 2. I saw yeah. Raid 2 back when it came out, and it's amazing. I actually haven't seen it since. It's currently on Netflix, so it's a, it's a you know a good view. It actually just came this month. So. And I made a very adult decision because I was going to watch it today. And I said, I can't do that because all I'm going to be no, thinking about it's is gonna, the Raid Stuff's going to bleed in. That's what you don't yeah. want. Oh, so, oh Jonesy. Ready. That, oh. So right. ready. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. So I haven't watched it in years. I mean, I love the raid. I don't know if the raid two is five stars, but like, it's good. It's good. It's we're going to find out. We're going to find, find out. So the raid two is the next episode for twin vipers. Awesome. So twin vipers. Uh, so if you guys ever want to send us an email, twin vipers pod at gmail.com. Also twin vipers pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we update it basically with when new episodes drop. Uh, so if you guys can take a look, uh, if, if you guys ever have a chance, please rate and review us on Apple and or Spotify. Uh, basically, you know, works the algorithm and helps you know other people see us if you know they're looking for you know this type of type, this type of content. So, but appreciate everybody with their views, and we do um, appreciate it. And for anybody that interacts, we love you guys. Absolutely, yes. So we love to interact with the audience. We're working on our plans for the rest of the year for movie wise. So. Um, some bangers. Some I've very, seen the very, sheet. It looks good, baby. Seen the very boring Excel sheet that I created. It's it's very solid though. So um, so yeah, it should be great. But the next one, raid two, we're Ooh. gonna have a fresh raid viewing for Jonesy. I can't wait. I he can't wait spo- either. I, I can't, I can't believe you haven't been spoiled by anything. Of it's been years since that movie came out. Well, that well, I've been avoiding it like the plague. Like oh, I was just if I see the raid, I just look the other way. I'm not gonna be spoiled. I can't wait to watch. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. So um, we are going to send everybody out with the martial arts Zen quote of the week, which is you should make it a habit of putting your all into every little thing you do. Uh, Kochi Tohai agreed. Rama put everything he had to do to get out of that place alive. So makes sense. Every little thing. I mean, literally, the man got cut in the cheek and he was chill <laughs> about it. Not me. Um, Jonesy, do you have anything else for the audience to say before we head out? God, no. I just aren't you? I can't. You feel it? The excitement about the raid too. I I got a big grin on my face. I'm ready. It's gonna be great. Can't wait. Can't wait to. to can't wait to. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna lay back and let Jonesy just like gush about it for yeah the next episode. I'm gonna so have to take awesome. the spotlight and just talk for 40 minutes straight. That's fine. I mean, I I know a couple fights. I'm definitely gonna be talking about for sure, and some Ooh-wee. characters that I, I I loved. I love seeing so. Well, if they could um, top Mad Dog, I'd be shocked. One of the greatest martial arts villains in, you know, foreseeable memory. Or there's there's a dude current memory, whatever that is. I'm not gonna say, but like they did not. There's another dude, and he also crazy. Okay, all right, Mad so Dog we'll go two point We'll go with that, but um, <laughs> but uh, thank you, Jonesy, for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, thank you, audience, for listening. This is we are the Twin Vipers, and we will see you next time. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast.